Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 63 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here as always. And this week we're going to have a couple of different topics to talk about. One is the Google Rank Brain algorithm change, which you may have heard about over the last week or so. Another is the latest version of Firefox, which now comes with an ad blocker. And we'll talk about how that might affect your niche websites. And also we'll talk about a tool of the week, which is going to be a Facebook ad training program that we came across this week after some discussions in the private Facebook mastermind group for the site. But before we do that, I got a couple of important things to talk about real briefly. One is looking at the current calendar. We are already in November. So hopefully everybody had a great Halloween last weekend. And looking briefly at the calendar, it looks like we're going to have an episode. Obviously, this one is going to come out on November 9th. And then due to the plans that my wife and I have, it looks like the next episode is not going to be until December. So that's going to be most likely December 7th. And then I'm not sure if we'll be able to put out an episode on December 21st or not, being that is a Christmas holiday and we have some plans for Christmas as well. So we will have to play it by ear, but definitely there'll be one more episode in December, and I'm probably going to have some information or posts in between there, so don't uh, worry, we won't go off the grid, so to speak, completely. And also, if you haven't joined up to the private Facebook mastermind group for the site, you can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind, and that's where I am most often. I don't do a lot on the public Facebook page for the site or on Twitter or social media anywhere else, so that's where you're going to find me, and that's where it's um, going to be most active. The community is great. We've been talking a lot over this past week about Facebook ads and other things on that group, and I'm going to do a little bit more scrutiny on who I accept to that group. We've all seen some of the bigger groups like Pat Flynn's group where there's several thousand people in there and you can see how a lot of the comments or a lot of the posts can be spammy and I'm sure he does a lot of moderation to keep that down as well. And now that we have about 150 folks in my group on the site, it's getting there, not quite, but um, you know I haven't had issues with spam or people doing things um, the, that they shouldn't be. So, so far everybody has been really gracious with their time and very helpful and very encouraging to other people so it's been perfect but I can see that if it does get you know a lot more folks I definitely don't want it to get spammy or anything like that so if I do not accept your request into the group it's most likely because you're a member of you know several hundred groups your relatively new Facebook account and a couple of other things that I've seen that are kind of red flags for me so I apologize ahead of time but uh, that's what we're going to do to keep that group uh, you know heading in the right direction and keep things going great over in that group so just a quick heads up on that. And also, uh, there may be some Cyber Monday deals. Typically in the internet marketing space, tools like Longtail Pro and things like that, a lot of them have Cyber Monday deals. And I'm hoping to be able to pass along those details to you. And if there are any deals, um, I reached out to uh, Jake and Spencer over at Longtail Pro and they said they do plan to do something, but they don't know what it is yet. 
So stay tuned for some of that info. And most likely what's going to happen is they'll either provide a new link or the existing links that I have would automatically go to that sale for whatever program that I'm promoting. So just keep an eye out for that. And uh, just try those links on Cyber Monday, which is the Monday after uh, Thanksgiving. So that's typically when you see a lot of online deals uh, for shopping for the holiday season. And internet marketers do a lot of specials during that time as well. So if you're thinking about purchasing Longtail Pro or anything else I promote like Easy Azon, check those links that I already have on Monday and see if they take you to a special discount. And again, hopefully I will be able to have time to give you any information on those sales as they come up, but uh, that may be difficult due to my holiday plans. So we will keep you posted, but just keep an eye out for some of those Cyber Monday deals. And also, I wanted to quickly thank five new email subscribers. Two of them left their names, Eric and Martin. Thank you so much for subscribing. You can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe, where you will instantly get my keyword brainstorming for subscribing. And you'll also get my seven simple SEO tips guide as a bonus. So thank you again. Greatly appreciate having you guys on the list. And one more quick thing I wanted to mention and thank folks for two new podcast reviews on iTunes greatly appreciate that. Patrick, who is also in our private Facebook mastermind group, said great content. Chris knows his stuff. Thank you, Patrick. And also JLinks74D, he says, I have been listening to Chris along with several other podcasts on niche marketing for about a month. I really appreciate how down-to-earth and personal Chris is. I have taken advantage of several of his suggestions and things are starting to make sense for me. He never fails to answer questions and sends out emails directly from his own account. So awesome to to be able to have this kind of access to someone with his knowledge. Thank you so much. Awesome reviews. If you haven't had a chance, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review of the podcast in either iTunes or Stitcher. You can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash iTunes or forward slash Stitcher and leave a review right there. And any five-star reviews I will mention on the show just like I just did. Greatly appreciate that. It helps get the word out there. The more positive reviews that are out there, the more folks that will join up with the group and we'll have an even better community to bounce ideas off of and just interact and uh, work together to achieve success. So that is awesome. Great to see that. And uh, again, greatly appreciate it. So with the housekeeping out of the way, let's get right into the content for this week. And as I mentioned, this week we're going to be talking about the Google Rank Brain algorithm change. And that is something that is relatively new to us folks out there that follow Google Google algorithm changes over the years. And it's something that surprisingly has been in effect since the beginning of 2015. But the details only came out on October 26th based on a Bloomberg article that most likely is a PR you know, campaign type thing where Google gave them information and exclusive interview to get the word out there because they all you know, commonly like to do that. They'll publish information like when they said that um, guest posts and guest posts for the purpose strictly of getting backlinks to your site. They had discouraged that, so they sent out information about that to folks that are, you know, heavy hitters in the industry to spread the word. 
Whenever Google wants to get information out there, they will do so. And uh, this particular article came out on October 26th from Bloomberg, and it was all about how Google was turning over a lot of their search algorithm queries over to artificial intelligence. So it's this tool that's called RankBrain, which is basically computers that are trying to determine what someone means when they type a query into Google and translate that into how it goes to different pages. So it's basically a new part of their ranking algorithm. And the Hummingbird is what their Google's overall ranking algorithm is. And this is just one piece of that. So it's not everything is going to be focused strictly on computers trying to determine what someone wants to find when they type in a query. But this is what it says in the Bloomberg article is that this is going to be the third most important part of the Google algorithm. So it really definitely is a new change in the way Google's doing things. And I've kind of noticed that some of the results in Google when I type stuff in have started to change since the beginning of the year. Being in the tech industry, I do a lot of searches when we run into problems uh, during my day job that you know we haven't run into before, something brand new. Google's always been a great resource to find you know these obscure fixes for weird problems that we're having. And I've noticed that the results for the, some of those queries started to change. So a lot of the information is still out there on the first page of Google and it can help you find things. But I definitely noticed towards the beginning of this year or sometime during this year that some of those results have changed. And some other things I've searched for recently, I've just found that the results that Google's providing aren't the same as they used to be. So where previously you used to find some obscure things out there, if you look for something really weird, you'll find something buried down in some page somewhere that can be really helpful. But what I found is that it looks like a lot of those results that might have been on spammy pages or whatever, even though they were great information for me, like for example, if I'm trying to solve a problem, it may be buried on, down on somebody's blog post that has a bunch of spammy comments and things like that, but I still was able to find my answer. It seems like a lot of those types of things are being filtered. So well, overall, that's probably better for everybody in a general sense. So a lot of the spammy stuff is being filtered. It may be you know, filtering out some of the things that used to be useful in some way but overall, from a page content-wise, maybe there's a lot of ads on the page. Maybe there's a lot of spammy comments, like I said, and things like that that generally most people aren't going to want to see. But my hope is that this change in the way they're processing the algorithm isn't going to weed out a lot of things that were helpful to people despite being you know not the best pages as far as content goes overall and things like that so my hope is that this isn't going to negatively affect things overall while making the majority of the results good but I guess time will tell so the bottom line though is at the beginning of the year Google started to roll this out and again it's part of their overall ranking of them not a complete change 100% on how they're doing things. They still have human factors. They still have employees that are modifying algorithms and things like that where, you know, somebody do, does a particular query. Here's a page that makes the most sense to go to, which all factors into their algorithm and ranking. This is just one part of the process and they said a significant portion of queries are being run through this rank brain algorithm. So really, what does that mean overall to us? What can we do to, you know, realize what's going on to adapt to these changes? And really, it's the same type of stuff that you've probably heard from other folks and myself, that content has changed quite a bit in the last couple of years. And where previously it was always important to 
target those keywords that you're looking for. So in the title, in the headings for your article, in the images for your article, make sure that you're targeting those keyword phrases that you're looking to rank for. That's still important, but not as important as it once was. Nowadays, it's more important to have longer content, several, maybe a thousand, minimally 2,000 words would be great if you're creating uh, written content on your blog and have that content answer several questions. So they're focusing a lot on questions, but even though, you know, I'm, I'm old school, so if I'm searching for a particular phrase, I'm still going to search for that phrase. I don't type in personally a lot of questions into Google, but knowing that that is something they're looking to match up a question with an actual page. I have been doing that more often and I do find that I get better results if I do do that. So it's just a natural progression that if that's what they're trying to match up content with, that a lot of folks are going to naturally type in questions. And that's something that if you can answer some common questions that somebody might have, your content is probably going to stand a better chance to rank and get more traffic. And it will do better as far as this, especially since this rank brain algorithm takes all that into consideration. So you might want to be looking to answer questions. And then when you type in phrases that you're looking to target into Google, that autocomplete, you'll see a lot of questions in there. So those are some of the questions you might want to answer in there. And just keep your audience in mind anytime you're creating content. Of course, you should always be doing that. But think about what questions would this person want to ask? And that can go a long way to help you continue to rank better, continue to adapt, because all the only thing constant is change, especially when it comes to these Google ranking, ranking algorithms. They're always trying to do better. They're always trying to stay at the forefront, provide better results for their customers. So that's really what's going on here. There's a lot more too, very technically, um, on how this works and how machines interpret uh, information and queries like that. Obviously, you know, honestly, it's way over my head, way over the head of the author on search engine land. So if it's over their head and my head, it's definitely very advanced. So really, we don't need to know the specific details, but I will link to the Bloomberg article and also the article on search engine land so you can check it out, get the full details on exactly what this means and uh, has, you know, several suggestions and a couple of examples on uh, how this may affect queries. So a lot of great information that I can't go into full detail here, but I'll certainly link to them in the show notes, which will be nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 63 for this particular episode. So definitely check out those links and to learn a little bit more about that. But hopefully, uh, you know, it's nothing to be really concerned about. But if you do notice, you know, wide scale changes on rankings as far as particular posts or pages on your website. This may have something to do with it. It's been in effect, like I said, since early 2015 and has been fully live and global for the last few months. So it's fully in effect. It's fully part of the ranking algorithm. So definitely something to be aware of. And the second main item that I wanted to talk about this week was the Firefox update that recently came out. And it's the Firefox 4.2 update. And what this is, is an additional Um, some additional changes as far as privacy goes. So if you've done private browsing previously, this adds an additional component on 
to be able to block ads. So Joe had asked about this in the private Facebook mastermind group because he runs a site that derives some income from AdSense. So this was a concern of his and he had asked if anybody noticed a drop in AdSense income or any kind of income as a result of this version of Firefox coming out in the last several days. So what the main point is, is that if somebody wants to um, enable privacy, you know, when they're browsing online and wants the ability to block ads, that is very easy to do in the latest version of Firefox. And Joe tried it out, went to his website afterwards, and it blocks all AdSense ads. And he said it also blocked a couple of Amazon images for Amazon products that he promotes. So it was concerning to him that if somebody was enabling those private those additional privacy features, it could result in a significant drop in income for him. So as a Firefox user myself, I went out there, updated my version of Firefox, went to a my personal blog uh, that has some AdSense. I use it very minimally. So AdSense is not a big portion of my income on any of my sites, but I did go there, enabled the privacy, and sure enough, anything AdSense related. So I had an ad in the upper right-hand corner, and I went to several posts that are popular posts on the site that have inline AdSense ads. All of them were blocked by default, and it doesn't have a box there to show you there was an ad or anything. It just completely removes them. So that was something I found interesting. It did not remove any links or pictures that I had to Amazon. And I went to a couple of different sites where I'm using the EasyAzon plugin for the Amazon links. And none of those were blocked. So that was good news. So anything related to Amazon was all good. It was just ads like AdSense ads, which you know are displayed prominently on some sites where they derive a majority of the income through AdSense. So that can be a bit concerning, but the bottom line is that it's not something that's enabled by default. So it's not something to be super concerned about, you know, right off the bat. However, for folks that do value privacy and are concerned about that sort of thing, definitely I think Firefox and that particular feature are going to be something they would look to enable and investigate more. So it's definitely a potential concern, especially if you're focusing on AdSense for your site. So it may depend on your target audience as well. If your audience is very tech-savvy in an IT-related field, they're probably more likely to enable something like that because they're more aware of the privacy features. But as folks become more savvy as far as privacy goes and potential breaches and security concerns, it could be big uh, more of an issue. So if AdSense is a huge portion of your income, you may want to think a little bit about that, see if you can diversify at at least add in additional components. Maybe you can promote affiliate products. Maybe you could do Amazon affiliate type things. And keep in mind, all those are potentially targets as well. Right now, there's no plans to for anyone to be able to block that. But because a lot of those do rely on cookies, cookie blocking technology. So in a browser, folks could clear their browsing history and their cookies. After they close the program, they could clear their cookies more often. So if somebody comes to your website, for example, clicks on an Amazon link that sets a cookie for 24 hours or 90 days, depending on the feature, that will save on their computer and then you'll get the credit for any additional sales. But cookie blocking technology, if that becomes a bigger thing and people are more concerned with that, that could certainly affect all of us out there. So it's just things to be aware of. A lot, obviously, a lot of folks find ads intrusive, especially pop-up ads. One thing I absolutely cannot stand is on these news websites 
where they automatically display videos when you didn't ask them to. So whether it's in the sidebar, whether it's in the main portion of the site, if it's a pop-up ad, I can't stand those. No matter where they are, I hate it when videos just start playing sounds without you doing anything. A lot of them also, if you go to stop them or pause them, a lot of them will let you pause, but I found some recently just on main news websites like CNN or Fox News or wherever you might be going to that you cannot even stop. If you click on it, that's like you're acknowledging and you want to go to the website that the ad is for. So it's obviously set up deceptively and I am 100% against that. So anything that we can do to block those types of ads, I am 100% for. But as you know, an internet marketer, I fully understand that a lot of people make their income from these ads. And if there are sites that provide value, like I know Joe's website provides value and he focuses on his customers. So I feel for folks like that. And if it, if I saw AdSense related ads on a site like that, they would not bother me in the least because I am familiar with that. And I know that if these folks are providing value, providing ads on their site, that's a source of income for them, allows them to keep the lights on, keep things going fully in support of sites like that. But I know a lot of folks in general really don't like ads. And, you know, certainly if somebody were to ask you, would you rather see ads on a website or not? Certainly you're probably going to say you don't want to see them. And I know iOS 9 also from uh, Apple comes out with some additional ad blocking capabilities. There's tools and apps out there that you can use to block ads from mobile devices as well. So it's definitely something that is getting some traction lately, and it's interesting. Certainly the different folks like Google that focus a lot on AdSense and have people that pay for ads, and that's a huge source of revenue for them, it's going to be a concern. It's something that they're going to have to adapt for as well. So certainly this is brand new. It's ever-changing, and it's something just to keep Keep an eye on and maybe think about diversifying your sources of income and your methods of income. Just something to think about in the back of your mind. But also something that I also saw over the course of this week when I was doing research is that there's a new tool that's provided by Google. I don't know if you could call it a tool really, but it's called a contributor. And this came out to me in an email because I have AdSense and it came out to AdSense publishers and it says... If you are an AdSense publisher, you might want to check out Contributor. And it says, what is Contributor? And here's what it says. It says, Contributor is a new source of revenue for your websites funded directly by your site visitors. With Contributor, users pick a monthly contribution level, either $2, $5, or $10. And those funds are used to pay for your site instead of ads. The result is that users see fewer ads and you still get paid. So for instance, if somebody selects 2 5 or $10, as the contribution level, when they go to your website, it'll either show an ad or it'll show no ads. And that'll be based on basically they're bidding for to remove the ads from your site instead of somebody else bidding to actually place that ad on your site, if that makes sense to you. So it basically goes on to say, when contributors when contributor users visit a site in Google's network, their monthly contribution is used to bid on their behalf in the ad auction. So they end up buying the ad slot rather than a traditional advertiser. The more they contribute, the fewer ads they see and you still get paid. So that's an interesting idea. I like the idea. It would be great if folks were to adopt that and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I don't want to see these ads online. I'm going to pay a little bit of money for these ads to be removed. 
But the pessimist in me says if that were me, rather than pay something, I would look into methods like Firefox Adblocker to block that for free. So I like the idea. It definitely shows that Google is aware of some of these ad blocking technologies and trying to come up with ways around them where folks can still get paid, still get revenue, and their method where folks will pay for ads on their site still works. So Certainly, it's an ever-evolving change, and it's something just to be aware of. So if you focus 100% of your revenue on sites like, uh, on income sources like AdSense, certainly that would definitely be something that I would be more concerned about. But, um, you know, one of the methods that I would recommend is, again, look into alternative sources. So try to get income through affiliate commissions like something on Amazon or different products that we mentioned on the site, through digital products, through other big box retailer affiliate programs just diversify your sources of income and diversify the methods that you're getting that income from so my real initial gut reaction to both of these issues is that they're not going to have a material effect on folks right away i don't think everybody's going to run out there and install firefox and enable privacy and block all your ads And I don't think the Google algorithm change is going to necessarily be negative for most folks. I checked rankings for most of my posts and nothing has changed. Everything is exactly where it was, but it's definitely something to take into consideration. Definitely it'd be better to focus your content on answering questions, focusing on longer content if you're publishing written content. And maybe if 100% of your income is coming from ads, maybe you look to diversify in the new year. So just things to keep in mind, definitely things to consider when creating new content and deciding where you want to go as far as websites. So definitely things to consider. Hopefully it was helpful for you. And we will now go right into our tool of the week. And this week's tool of the week, as I mentioned, is in regards to Facebook ads, and it's a specific training program for beginners on how to set up Facebook ads, and this also actually goes into more advanced topics as well. So it's great for anybody that has considered using Facebook ads as a way to get traffic to your website, maybe more email subscribers, and potentially sales. It's not usually recommended that Facebook ads be used to point directly to a sales type of page. And certainly you don't want to link definitely directly to an affiliate link. Facebook would frown on that and uh, could affect you negatively. So certainly you're generally going to want to focus and send someone to a web page or some sort of landing page or sign-up page, something like that. The more content and the more value that you can add to people that would be clicking on those Facebook ads, the better. And we were talking about that in the Facebook Mastermind group this week, and Andre had asked about that as far as experiences anybody had had and whether they recommended any specific training programs on that. And Jarrett mentioned that he recently picked up this program called $5 Posts, and they have a special running right now, which is why he picked it it up. It's normally $37 through my link, which is nichesitetools.com forward slash $5 posts with an S. It uh, You can get that for $17. And if you are interested, be sure to grab this deal in the next couple of days because it will expire on Thursday, November 12th at midnight. And I signed up myself as well, and I did a quick post about it. So if you are on my email list, you already got an email about that Saturday morning. But uh, there is a post about that on the site. And I 
I signed up myself and I logged in first thing this morning and it it's way better than I actually expected. I thought for $17, you know, it's probably going to be a PDF, maybe a couple of videos, but um, that it's way more than that. It actually provides you with a quick start PDF guide right away via email. And I'll open that up here. And it's 11-page quick start PDF guide, which has a full table of contents on exactly what is in the videos. And he has several videos. It's, it's a very, very in-depth course. And it's really great to have that video table of contents because that helps you, especially if you have several videos, which are, you know, pretty long in length. Like some of these look like they are, some of them are quicker videos, maybe 8, 10 minutes initially when you get started. And then some of the more advanced topics, like he has a live training webinar, which is 31 minutes and some other longer um, style videos in the program, but it's basically set up into different lessons. So for example, I'm looking at the table of contents now. It has an introduction, three simple steps for turning a free ebook or short report into 500 leads per day. And then it goes into the lesson one, how to add Facebook's pixel to your website using WordPress. And what that'll allow you to do is to track those leads. So you can track exactly how somebody came through to your website and you can, um, that's, that's a great way to get the analytics and know if a particular ad was converting for you. So that's lesson one. Lesson two, how you set up custom lookalike audiences. You can target someone else's audience and set up audiences that you're targeting that look like those. So a lot of these topics are excellent. I know because I've researched this before when I tried, uh, played around with a Facebook ad myself at the time. It was, a, I think it was over a year ago that I didn't know what I was doing, had no idea. I created a quick ad that actually went to, I think it was a sales page for Easy Azon when they were running a discount. And I had no way to track that. If there was a way to track that at the time, I was not aware of this pixel technology. So I had no way to know if I actually got sales from that. But within the first day or so, so after I enabled that ad, I did get three sales, which are around probably $17 or so at the time. And I only paid $5 per day for that Facebook ad. So as far as I know, it worked well and it was a limited time special. So it was only going on for a day or two. So it wasn't something I could repeat for that particular offer. But I did see that it could definitely contribute to success. And a lot of folks are having success with Facebook ads and a lot of folks are looking to figure out how to do it in a step-by-step -step way through videos. And that's exactly what this course is. So for $17, it looks like a really great course, really well designed from somebody that knows what they're doing in space. And these exact step-by-step -step videos look like they're going to be great for that. So really looking forward to checking this out. I'm not, probably not going to implement this in the very near future. So this is going to be something I'll probably be checking out over the course of the remainder of the year as time allows. But I know a lot of folks in the Facebook, in the uh, private Facebook mastermind group are either experimenting with Facebook ads or have and are looking for more detailed step-by-step instructions on how to get started. How exactly do you do this? Can you create Facebook ads without a Facebook um, public page? And the answer to that was yes as well. So a lot of great information out there. If you're interested in the concept of face using Facebook to get traffic, to get more email signups, 
And relating to this, to what we talked about earlier, because of the Google algorithm changes and the potential to lose income from ads if some more folks are blocking those ads, this is another way to get people involved on your site. So get people, get traffic to your website, get people on your email list, which is completely under your control. If Google algorithm changes, if ad um, policies change, you still have your email list, which is your biggest asset potentially. So these are ways to build up that list, get traffic in different ways outside of the Google algorithms. So this is another potential great source of traffic, emails, signups, leads, things like that. So that's something you're definitely probably going to want to consider. It's working really well for a lot of folks and on a really small budget as well. So certainly Facebook ads, you think, oh, I'm going to have to pay more money for this. But really, you can do it on a couple of dollars a day. What they recommend is setting a budget of $5 per day and then see how the results go. And if $5 is too much for you, try a dollar per day. Try $2 per day. Certainly, you can do it on any budget. See the type of traffic numbers. You can. It'll tell you specifically, like let's say 3,000 people saw your particular ad. Maybe 20 of them clicked over and maybe that resulted in 10 new email signups. So you can know exactly how well your advertising budget did. If it costs you, let's say, a dollar per lead to get a new email subscriber to your website, that's something that you can easily track and you can find out whether that's worth it for you. If that didn't work, try a different type of ad. Try a different uh, logo. Try a different graphic. Try a different call to action. Try you know, pointing them to different content, maybe a landing page versus a full content page. There's a lot of different things you can try, and all that looks like it's covered right in this video course. So if that's something you've been interested in, definitely check it out. Again, you can go to nichesitetools.com forward slash $5 posts with an S and you can get that deal for $17 between now and Thursday, November 12th at midnight. So be sure to grab it sooner rather than later if you're interested in a training program to teach you how to use Facebook ads for your website. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. Again, as I mentioned, this will most likely be the last episode for the month of November, but I will be still active in the private Facebook mastermind group. And if I do hear about any Cyber Monday deals on things like Longtail Pro, I'm hoping to be able to get that to you in the form of a blog post or minimally, I will be mentioning that for sure in the private Facebook mastermind group if I find out about any of those deals. So stay tuned. Head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind. And if I don't talk to you before then, I hope everybody that will be celebrating has a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday. And I hope you have a great couple of weeks. And we'll talk to you again next time. Thank you for listening and bye bye now. 